Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you stay consistent. My guest this week is Alicia Aslam, who is an intersectional activist working on a variety of different issues. I got to talk with Alicia more specifically about her work with Islamophobia, because she spent lots of time raising awareness about that issue, and she's very passionate about it. So, without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Alicia Aslam. So I'm Alicia and I'm an activist for Youth Voices at the Center of Change. Um, I have done a lot of work um, across many fields um, regarding climate change. I've worked with UNICEF. Um, I've also worked with the U.S. Consul General in Toronto to bring more women into politics. So I'm really passionate about a lot of issues um, that also do affect youth at a really big level. And I've shared that with the media. I've shared that with a lot of people. And I'm super excited to share it today. Thank you so much for that introduction, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. I would love to know a little bit more about your background and the experiences that you've had that really made you feel like you needed to make your voice heard and you needed to represent others in this way. Can you give me a little bit more info about your background and how you got to this point? Yeah, so um, in terms of background, I think ever since I've been in school, I kind of was really interested in like leadership positions and um, even like little school councils, I had a really big interest for. And I think that that definitely played a part here um, because I wouldn't have been able to get to these bigger positions if it hadn't been for those smaller ones. And um, in terms of, you know, when I really started to amp it up, I think that really started when my community and a lot of other people were facing discrimination. Um, you know, it's always been here, but this year I think that it was put at the forefront of issues as it should have been. And, you know, I was still feeling it even after all the activism was being done. So that's when I felt like I also had to do something because um, especially in my area, um, in my circle, I felt like I still needed to be heard because there were still people around me who were facing that and I was facing that. So I did not feel like enough action was being done. So um, I wanted to add to it so I could at least do something to alleviate it. Yeah, definitely. And could you also elaborate a little bit on the discrimination that you saw occurring? What were you seeing or maybe what did you experience that really inspired you to take action? Yeah, definitely. So I'd say um, like around really even since when I was little and doing like those little leader, like those little leadership councils, um, there was always kind of like discrimination in the community and discrimination in different environments that I was in. I always thought that it would go away if I went to, you know, like a different place, but it didn't. It was always there. Um, and that's in terms of like, there was a lot of sexism where I was or a lot of comments based on what women can or can't do. Um, there was also comments on discrimination that I was hearing that my friends were getting because I don't wear a hijab, but they do. And well, some of them do. And they were do be getting those, but I would also be getting those. Um, like when I first proposed the resource that I made, one of the resources that I made, which got media attention before when I proposed it, it actually did not go through. The, the admin was not for some reason, they did not want to post it. And it was actually a resource um, for the entire community and for the entire school community to be educated on Islamophobia. And um, specifically in Canada, because we're in Canada and 
the rates and everything of it and what you can do to stop it. And yeah, so for some reason didn't go through. And also a lot of times in the community, when I would do something, I would hear things like the typical stereotypes that are placed on people of color or, you know, people of a different faith. So that's what really motivated me to get my voice out and speak against those in a way. And I'm assuming that that project that you're talking about was Change Starts in the Classroom. And I'd love to know more about that project. Tell me some about the process to develop it. Tell me more about its mission. Give me the whole scoop on that project. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I, so when the um, attack in London happened, I'd actually already been doing advocacy for a different variety of issues. I already spoken on Islamophobia, on climate change, on sexism, on different um, types of issues. Um, but when that happened, it kind of, you know, it kind of like shook the country in a way. And it was, again, like it was kind of treated as a trend, but it definitely was in the news and definitely was being covered. Um, but like other councils and like other activists, I felt like there was still change that needed to be done. And so I wanted to do it in the classroom because I feel like we all spend time in the classroom. That's like the place where it's like our second home. So it's really important that it feels safe. So that's when I created the resource, which is like a website called Change Starts in the Classroom. And um, I brought it after um, I brought it up to my trustee and she was super, super nice. And she um, actually let me uh, present it to the TDSB equity conference. So that's where I got from there. And then when I started getting coverage with like media and everything, I also brought up the other um, activism that I did. So I also spoke at my school board's um, human rights seminar. And I've also been in a lot of different councils and worked with a lot of different organizations that I also brought into it. Um, but that was definitely something close to me because it was for my school community who had been feeling discrimination, not only Muslims, but people from all over minorities had been feeling discrimination. And it was really for everybody. So, um, yeah, and it really made me think that just because one person says no to me and they don't believe in me and they don't, you know, if they don't believe in equality, that doesn't mean that I should stop. So I think it was really a lesson to keep going because I did. And if I didn't, I wouldn't have gotten all of this. Yeah, definitely. And I'd also love to know more about your work with UNICEF. Can you give me kind of a rundown on what that work looked like? And do you do you have any other plans to work with them or anything like that? With UNICEF, I would definitely love to work with them more. It was really cool to work with them because they actually have a platform called Voices of Youth, where they highlight youth activists that are creating change in their respective countries. Um, so I applied for that and I actually wrote an article for that page, which was really cool. And it was just about um, it was kind of like taking all types of hate and all types of um, like literally all the types of problems that are going on in the world right now. And it was a it was like a general youth are the leaders of tomorrow and it was kind of like a motivating piece for you to whatever issue you're facing whatever issues you are you do happen to be facing to channel that inner love and to challenge them and to um, advocate against them so that's what I was doing with them um, I also worked with Canada's uh, Voices of One Youth which is just Canada's chapter of um, UNICEF for youth. And that was also interesting too. I also wrote an article for them too. And um, I do stay in touch with them. So I really hope that we can also work on something in the future with them because they are getting like revamped. So um, I'm just waiting for that to happen and really excited for that to work out. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And it's so exciting to hear. I'd also love to know because I'm sure you've had so many great conversations through all of your work. And I'd love to know what's the best advice or maybe words of wisdom you've ever gotten from someone else. Does anything like that come to mind for you? 
Definitely. I think uh, last, uh, when I was in like a last session with um, a program I was in, there was a speaker and she had really, really good advice. She said that no one really speak for you because when I was telling her about how, how I face discrimination about how um, I still had to stand up for myself, even in a place where I had already felt like I was safe. Um, but I was being told no from sharing my voice. And in terms of that, she told me that it was amazing that I kept going, but it just gets harder from here. And that was actually inspiring for me because, you know, it made me feel like I can't get too comfortable in any place. You know, I always have to keep going. And she inspired me to keep going because she said that no matter where you are, you always have to speak for yourself and the issue that you stand for. You can't just take, you can't just assume that you're going to be heard and kind of sit back. You always have to speak for yourself. And that kind of links to all the other messages that I've been hearing from my family as well that, you know, to always be kind, to always continue going um, because no, like just because you hear no, it doesn't mean that you deserve to always hear no. So I think that that, that message of keep on going, that definitely resonated with me and just, you know, work hard. That definitely say to me, and that's what I've been doing for a really long time. Yeah, definitely. And kind of along those lines, have you ever experienced burnout before? In so many cases, when activists and changemakers are working so hard on these really tough issues, they feel like they have to keep going. And I know it can be hard to sustain that energy. So have you ever felt frustrated or overwhelmed or maybe like you weren't seeing results from your work? Anything like that? Yeah, with burnout, I think burnout is definitely real. Like there's really no getting around it. Um, Yeah, I think I've definitely faced burnout, even in these days, like I'm like I do a lot and then I kind of stop and like you said where it's like you feel like you have to keep going so even when I you know have nothing on my schedule for that week I feel like I should be doing something which kind of plays into burnout because it's kind of you know it's like I feel like I I always have to be doing something Um, and also just plain old burnout was um, when I was also in grade eight that was when I kind of started getting outside of my school and into the community and with that um, I balanced it with school and I did do really well in school but Along with the burnout also comes the emotional toll, which I think is even worse because um, even when I was doing a lot and when I was, you know, uh, doing something that I never imagined I was going to do, I was still like, is that enough or should I be doing that? Or, um, you know, I'm in in the right place. Am I moving too slow? And that was for like half the year, more than half the year. I was constantly thinking that, which definitely does interfere with the activism that you start off doing. Um, So I think it's really important to just remember that to not compare yourself to not compare your beginning to other people's end, um, because that's just not fair to yourself. And you know, just comparing in general is not the best thing to do. And it's always important to trust the process, which I think is really hard to do, especially on social media when you see people um, who are in all different stages of life. And so it's really hard to not compare yourself. But I think that that type of that type of thing where, you know, am I doing enough? That sort of comes with you have to surround yourself with the right people and that you are in the right space. So it does take a lot of time, but burnout is definitely real. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you said that because being aware of it and trying to figure it out are really key. So thank you. Thank you for talking about that. I'd also love to know if there was one thing you wish everyone in the world could know about Islamophobia, the work you're doing, if there was one thing you could share with everyone, what would you want people to know? Yeah, I really think everybody of all ages should know that, you know, youth are really paving a new pathway. And 
we're really trying to build a world where youth don't aren't just allowed to survive here and like take up space here. They're allowed to thrive here and do things and reach for their dreams. And I really like people to know that no matter where we come from, a lot of our differences uh, divide us. A lot of them are used to divide us, but that's not that's not who we are. We shouldn't use our differences to divide us. We should use them to, in fact, unite us because the, no matter where you come from, which which class you're from, which race you're from, you know, wherever you're from or whatever issue you're advocating for, the one thing we have is our willingness to work hard for that one, for that one solution that we want. And I think that that's what unites us. And then that also doesn't mean that we need a spell to get rid of our differences, because while we do have this that unites us, our differences are what brings different perspectives to the table and different opinions to the table that we all need to listen to. So I think, you know, everybody just needs a listening ear right now. And for some people, it's a call to continue advocating like you and I and like many other activists. But for some people, I think it's a call to start advocating. And education is something that never ends. So, you know, even if you haven't started before, don't feel afraid to start now and to educate yourself now and reach out for help. Yeah, I love that piece about how education never ends because that's definitely something that we should all keep in mind as we get older as well. So I have kind of a signature question that I'm excited to get your take on. Lots of young people, especially college students, want to create change and they want to make a difference in the world. Do you have any advice for these people who may just not know where to get started? Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to get started, which is honestly, I feel like I definitely felt that. I felt that even when I already started um, because I thought that I started in the wrong place. But I think the best advice I can say is if you are looking to start, um, start with your own community, start with the small level. Um, I know that when you are in the small level, like a like at a you know like at a smaller scale, it feels like you're not doing anything for the world, and it feels like you're like you know, you're like encompassed in a box and you're like, when will I get out? But trust me, it definitely, it definitely pays back. And starting with your own community and with your own circle and in your own kind of, you know, even if it's not in your own school, definitely in your area. um, I think that that's the best thing that you can do because it's not only more accessible to you, but it's also easier for you to make connections. And those connections will actually help you get to a higher level and they'll help you sort of step up the ladder. So while when you are at the, uh, at like at the bottom of the ladder, it does feel like you're going to stay at the bottom forever, but you know, it only gets better from here and, you know, stay consistent. When I was, I'm just starting to do this stuff now, but before when I started doing stuff at only like a school level or like at a small community level, I did it for the longest time. And the longer you do it, the more of a difference it makes because you become more known in your community and then you um, tend to kind of stretch out. So I'd say whatever issue you're working for, find like the nearest council, find the nearest group that is advocating for that cause and join them and provide your ideas to them. And it'll definitely only go up from there. I really enjoyed my conversation with Alicia, and I'm excited to see where she takes her activism in the future. I think she made some great points about staying consistent with whatever work you're doing, because it will pay off at some point. It can be really difficult to learn about and advocate for some of these issues day in and day out, but it's important to keep working. And as Alicia said, it's especially important to keep going when people tell you no, or they doubt what you're doing. Because in the end, change comes when you stay consistent.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And you can follow Alicia on Instagram at aliciaaslam underscore to get connected with her. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode. But until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.